SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Did he intend to hit the guy in the face? No. Did he intend to foul the guy? No. You clearly see he's just trying to knock the ball out of the guy's hands. So if the intent isn't there, how do you kick the guy out? It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Tuesday, June 15th. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact. Scott, I got and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well on a uh, Opposite Picks Tuesday. Well, Jazz fans singing the blues. Go figure the Rockies. Atlanta's alive. D-backs are dead. This is why the 76ers will never win big. Uh, Vlad does it again, but is it enough? Failure is our golf game. As the TV commercial says, pretty sure isn't cutting it. Big three down to one and way to cotton picking Minutemen. We'll get to all those stories, uh, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here again on a Tuesday, June 15th. What's up, LLs? How are you on this uh, Tuesday morning as we are just underway, as we always do, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. We got Clippers. We got Atlanta wins last night. We got Las Vegas wins. We got a big game between the Bucks and Brooklyn Nets uh, later on tonight. We got more Hockey Islanders in Tampa Bay, game two of their series tonight. We got a bunch of streaks in baseball, which – for the most part, continued. Uh, you know, th- this is one of the rarest stretches I've seen in Major League Baseball in a long time. You know, you'll get a team or two that goes off on winning or losing or even over or under streaks. Uh, but we have about six or seven right now. And I got to tell you, it, it just, uh, except for one, they all continued last night. And the one that didn't was going up against another winning streak. So you almost wiped that one off the board. We'll get to all that stuff. We got our six club parlays. Uh, we got good news for Canadian football fans, uh, the three or four that we have up in uh, Canada. Uh, and we have uh, our uh, baseball trends and our pyramid plays and our shots on goal props. And again, our uh, opposite picks, of course, the mainstay. Uh, in hour number two. So a lot to get to over the next uh, you know two hours here on Opposite Picks, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 204. We'll start in the NBA. Late game Clippers did beat Utah last night, 118 to 104. Very disappointed in Utah. Uh, that series is now tied at two games apiece. Jazz taking the first two. Clippers now with relative ease taking these last two. Um, you know, maybe they won the battle, lost the war. Kawhi Leonard didn't play over the final four and a half minutes. He left after bumping knees. Uh, with Joe Ingles of the Jazz. I mean, it didn't look serious, but you you never know. But they were up big, 
So, I, you know, I'm assuming that if it was a close game, he would have played, but they weren't. I mean, this game was over from start to finish. You know, this is a game that I expect out of a club in game three, as they gave us, you know, the Utah Jazz. You know, up two games to none, Clippers desperate, all or nothing, blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and you win game three. And then game four is generally okay, back to normal. That's what I expected last night. I thought Utah had a chance to win. Um, you know, I thought, you know, they had a chance to cover as well. But more winners, boy, I tell you, it's amazing, the numbers. As uh, we just get underway here, hour number one of our two-hour extravaganza, uh, as we welcome in our full audience. Clippers beating Utah 118-104. It was 10-2 Clippers. Ball game over. 30-13 to after the quarter. Ball game over. I, I mean, I, I just don't understand how you come out in a game four. You know, the Jazz have had two chances already to win this series. They're going to get a third because now you'll just say they can still take two of the next three, especially with home court advantage. You know, most teams don't have one chance, let alone three, and they're going to have three. And so far, they're 0 for 2, and they're a miserable 0 for 2. I mean, if you win game three, go up three, zip, series is over, right? No team at 143 chances has rallied from a 3-0 deficit. So I'm series over. So there's one chance you had, you blew that one. You go up 3-1, you win last night with two of the next three at home, and the series is basically over. It, it, it is. So you have that opportunity. Now you've blown that one. And now you got to win two of the next three. So two chances to really put a stranglehold in this series. And it's one thing to lose, but I, I just – how do you fall behind 30 to 13 after getting your ass kicked in game three? All right, again, that's you know almost to be expected. But you know, you got to put forth a better effort. You know, down 17 after one. Uh, they were basically down 15 to 20 the whole game. Uh, they made a late run to cut it to 10 with a couple of minutes left. But by that point, you know, there wasn't enough time and, and the game was over. And they end up losing by 14, 118, 104. Game goes under, um, uh, depending on where you did. You, it finished right around 223 or so. So probably went under. As this one finished up at 222. But I don't. I, I just. I, I, I don't get that. You know. I, I just. I don't understand that as a competitor, uh, how you could lose back-to-back games like they did. You know. Again, you want to lose by fourteen with everything you said and done. They pull away late. Okay, I get it. But to be down seventeen, down ten-two, ball game over. Man, there, there's just no reason to stay up and watch these games. <laughs> there's just not blowout after blowout after blowout, and that's what we got last night in game number two. Game number one, different story. Atlanta and Philadelphia. We'll take a look at that. We'll preview tonight's Milwaukee-Brooklyn game. We got hockey on the board. And I tell you those baseball streaks as well. All coming up. Opposite picks on a Tuesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Pierce to get a shot. Shot clock is off. Got a chance to take the last one if they want it. Sixers down a point. Here is it. B. No. The final Simmons. No. And it's out of bounds. And it's Atlanta ball. Your best ball hand, the best free throw shooter. All the way to the backcourt. And Bible fouls him immediately. Young is young tonight at the free throw line. Four out of six. Make it five of seven. Oh. Well, if he makes it, be a foul quick. He knocks them both down. Clutch free throws. Three-point game. Chance at the last shot to tie it here if you're Philadelphia. Trying to force over the time. Here is Curry. Puts it up. And no good. And Atlanta wins it. The Hawks. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, TNT there with the call as the Hawks do win 103-100 over Philadelphia as they even their series now at two apiece. <clears throat> you know, we'll get back into the Utah thing here in a second. Well, that game really, you know, there's not much you can say. Utah stunk, right? And that, that kind of sums it up. I know we got two hours, but there, there you go. There's the great analysis uh, from Mr. Vegas, uh, Jazz Stink. But this game was a good game. This game you found out about a lot of things. Uh, most and foremost to me, you found out why Philadelphia will never win a championship the way their team is set up. It, it just won't. You know, the four-letter network had a pretty good stat. Doc Rivers, for, we'll start there, head coach. He is 1-4 in, in playoff series in which he's had a 2-1 series lead. That is very damaging. And that, that, that is very, Now, he hasn't lost this series yet, but... <clears throat> Excuse me. That that you know to be up two one is not a three one. It's not a two zero. It's not a, you know I get it, but it's still you know you're up. You, know, you need two more wins. The opposing team needs only it needs three, and you're only one and four. You know his teams just don't get it done. I I don't know. You know I I, I do know. I watch enough playoff games that he's not a good head coach. He just isn't. You know. Same thing last night. You know. They won't ever win because Doc is their head coach, and they won't ever win because their second best player is Ben Simmons. It's as simple as that. You saw, you heard those highlights there. All right, first of all, Philadelphia blew an eighteen point first half lead, but okay, you know what? That happens. It's the NBA. Uh, Embiid was god awful yesterday. Uh, he limped around. He didn't make one bucket in the second half. He hit two free throws. That's it. Two lousy points in the second half. Finished up with 17 on 4 of 20 shooting. 0 of 12 from the field in the second half. It's just one of those games. I don't know if he re-injured himself. He clearly was not the same in the second half as he was in the first half. They didn't sit him. You know, he played 36 minutes, so it's it's not, but, you know, and not that he was necessarily limping, but he was just, you know, uh, plodding around. You, you could see it. The announcers even said it. He just doesn't look the same. So maybe he was gassed. I don't know, but... You know, you don't score anything. When you don't get any points out of your best player in the second half and you get next to nothing out of your supposed second best player in the second half, you're obviously not winning. And they still had a chance to win, and they didn't win. But here's ultimately my problem with this Philadelphia team. All right, they're down three. Final seconds. Timeout. Call a play. Do they set up a play for uh, Tobias Harris? No. Do they set up a play for uh, Korkmaz, who's a pretty good shooter? No. Do they set up a play for even Joel Embiid, who has no business taking threes? No. 
Do they set up a play for Ben Simmons, who, you know, couldn't forget about even, you know, hitting a three-pointer. He doesn't even take three-pointers. No. They set up a play for Seth Curry. Not Steph Curry, his brother Seth Curry. If your life is on the line, albeit by three points, and you're setting up a play for Seth Curry, you're not winning a championship. You'll get to the NBA playoffs. You'll get to the second round. You might get to the Eastern Conference Finals. You might, although I doubt it, even get to the NBA Finals. You're not winning an NBA final if you're down three and you're setting up a play for Seth Curry. And you know why they didn't set up a play for Ben Simmons? Because he wasn't even on the court. And that is ultimately, as we bury the lead, the problem with this Philadelphia 76er team. Their second best player, theoretically, is not on the court, final possession, down three. Why? He doesn't take three-pointers. Hell, he doesn't take jump shots for the most part. I, I mean, he is such an enigma. It is It is just, wow. Uh, 6'10", dribbles like a 6'2 guard. I'll grant you that. Plays terrific defense. I'll grant you that. Gets rebounds. Grant you that. But as a scoring option, he's just not there. And you might be able to have three max guys. I, I don't know how, but if you can't, I, I don't know how you could waste a max contract on a guy that just doesn't shoot. That in the final seconds of a game, could you imagine Kevin Durant, you know, LeBron, eh, not that I ever want to praise him, but Damian Lillard, you know, and pick any superstar supposedly in the NBA. Could you imagine those guys being on the court, final possession, down three? That's what Ben Simmons is. You can't put him on the court because you don't have to guard him. It's as simple as that. You know, they put five guys on the court that theoretically could hit a three. Simmons last night, no three-point shots. None. I don't think he's taken one this series. I mean, he just doesn't shoot three. He just can't. I mean, I don't know he can't, but he, he just doesn't. He's not comfortable. You know, he had five of ten, but most of those are all from within three, four feet. I get that as a six ten. He, he's just he's you know, it's good to be six ten as a guard. I mean, my goodness, you have such an advantage. But if you're not shooting three pointers, I mean, think about it. How would anybody be able to guard you if you were shooting, you know, shots uh, from three point land as a six ten, six eleven guy? They list him as six eleven. I doubt he's six eleven. Six ten, we'll say. I mean, you couldn't guard him, right? But. That's my problem with Ben Simmons. I, he just, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I said it before. I'll say it again. I don't know how a guy can be so awful in two aspects of an NBA player's you know, life and, and not improve on it one bit. Not one bit every year he's been in the league. Another one for five for the free throw line. This guy is embarrassingly bad. He's costing his team games. We've said it before. They lose by three. He's one of five from the three from uh, the free throw line. He left four points on the board. They lose by three. There you go. Now, would the game play out that way? I don't know. But, you know, they lose these close games, and you look at Simmons, and he just can't hit the broad side of the barn from the free throw line. From the free throw line. And I'm not even, like, complaining now that he can't hit. 
My complaint is this has gone on year after year after year, and the guy doesn't get any better. I just don't understand how he walks off that court knowing he left four points on the board. He can't be put in a game because he can't shoot worth a lick. He can't hit any free throws, and the team loses by one possession, and he was one for five for the free throw line. I, I just don't understand how he's not you know, in the gym every single day throwing up 100, 200 free throws until he gets better. I, I mean, it, it's all a mental thing. It has to be. I mean, is he a complete bird brain? I mean, I could get the fifth grade, sixth grade girls basketball team from Topeka High, literally, to shoot better free throws than this guy. I, I don't understand how he doesn't take the time to improve. I don't understand how he doesn't take the time to be able to hit a jump shot. So at least he can be in the game. Even if he's a decoy, they don't even pretend. I'm going to tell you, the Atlanta Hawks would be jumping for joy if Ben Simmons actually took a three-point shot. He's that bad. And he's that ineffective from, from three. I, I, I don't, you know, you're in the NBA. You're making $20, $30 million a year, and you don't care about your crap. Boy, Ben Simmons is the epitome of the NBA player. It's why people are down on the NBA, because of guys like Ben Simmons. Pathetic. Really pathetic. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. have led by as many as 29, but out of the timeout, they get a trifecta. Mitchell's jumper is pure. That's a big shot there. No rush here for L.A. Leonard, seven to shoot. Kawhi makes his move. Oh, wow. A major Kawhi light. This was a celebration early. Paul George got a three. That was a basket there. Best players to respond here. And great defensive efforts by the Clippers. Mitchell had it blocked. Bogdanovich to the corner. Ingles. Nylon. The Clippers get the equalizer. TNT there with the call as the Clips do beat the Jazz 118-104, evening that series at two apiece, as is the Hawks uh, 76ers series. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, each getting 31 points. Uh, monster Kawhi uh, Leonard Wetzel-like dunk there uh, as uh, he just slammed the ball over Derek Favors, former number one draft choice, not for, but not number one, but first round draft choice. Uh, th- that was a good. That was uh, that reminded me of me way back when. <clears throat> so Clippers jump out to a ten-two lead. Ball game over. 30 to 13 after one. They're up 24 at the half, 21 heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, Jazz made a little run there, cut it to 10 with like two minutes left. But by that point, you know, the game was over. So, uh, big job by the Clippers. It is amazing how three point shots have just taken over the NBA. 
Last night, now listen, they're down, you know, double digits uh, the whole game. So maybe they'd be more inclined to take some three-pointers. But the Utah Jazz shot 77 shots last night. 42 were from three-point land. 42 three-pointers, 35 two-point shots. Without knowing, let's just say they had five or six, uh, maybe seven dunks, right? So you don't necessarily, if you throw those out of the equation, they took 42 three-pointers in about 25 or so, 28 two-point shots. I mean, it's just amazing. It is just three-point shot or bust. Remarkable. Uh, you know, Mitchell did have 37. It's funny, if you look at some of Utah's numbers, Without seeing the score, you'd say, you know, all right, you know, maybe they maybe they had a shot of winning this game. You know, Donovan Mitchell goes for thirty-seven. Uh, they put, uh, you know, three other starters in double figures. Uh, Joe Ingles had a nice game, nineteen points. Uh, Bogdanovich had a good game, eighteen points. Uh, Gobert in the middle, uh, you know, had eleven points. You you can live with that. You had, uh, you know, Clarkson, you know, having eight points coming off the bench. It's not great, but it's not horrible, horrible. And then you look at the score at 118, 104, and it's like, oh, what the fudge? What happened? Well, what happened is they shot only 43% from the floor, although 40% from three, you can live with that. You know, a decent number of free throws, 21 of 26, but uh, they turned the ball over 11 times. You can actually, you know, live with that. That's not an insurmountable number, but they just couldn't stop the Clippers. Uh, you know, Clippers were getting rebound after rebound after rebound. And they put back after put back after put back. And, you know, uh, they, they shot 47% from the field and uh, 40% as well from three-point land. And uh, you got uh, George and Leonard going off for 31 points apiece, and you got 24 out of, uh, out of Morris. So, yeah, the main the, the big three came up big for the Clippers. And, again, start to finish. So that series is tied at two. And now the Clips have themselves in a position to, uh, to win the series, which is the subject of our poll question, by the way, as we uh, put it up earlier this morning before we, excuse me, before we came on the air. Uh, what's the best chance of happening? Nets win the series over the Bucks. Uh, Hawks win the series over the 76ers. Jazz win the series over the Clips. Or the Islanders win the series over Tampa Bay. All right, uh, just posted it not that long ago. Get your vote in. And we'll update that a couple times before we are through. Yesterday's poll question, uh, most embarrassing MLB streak is an Arizona's 19-game road losing streak. The winner uh, getting 56% of the vote. Rockies 5-26 road record getting 23%. Pirates 11-30 run getting 15% of the vote. So go to your opposite picks feed, get your vote in, and we'll update that uh, before we are through. NHL last night. As we move on from the uh, the NBA, we'll get to tonight's stuff a little bit later on. Uh, Vegas beat Montreal 4-1, to snapping a Canadian seven-game uh, win streak in the postseason here. I, I, did, I tell you, every once in a while, you hit a home run. You know, it really, every once in a while, it's just uh, everything you think is going to happen happens. I mentioned this before. You know, when what's supposed to happen happens, you, you sit back and say, boy, this is easy. You know, I, I, heck, I could do this for a living. Who needs to go to Wall Street? Who needs to work nine to five? Who needs to deal with a grumpy boss? You know what? I could just pick winners all day. This this is so easy. Like Vegas was supposed to win last night, right? You know, first game at home, crazy fans. Montreal's not that good. I, I told you yesterday. I thought you know them playing in a building, a sold out building for the first time in literally two seasons would have a slight impact on the Canadians. Not overwhelm them by any stretch, but I just thought they would start a little slow, a little, you know, little awestruck uh, with the craziness that the Las Vegas fan base has there. And lo and behold, 
Uh, that, that's exactly what happened. You know, less than 10 minutes into the game, Vegas has a quick one nothing lead. It's 2 nothing in the second. Montreal does cut it to 2-1 after 2, uh, but then Vegas scored again in the third, and that was basically it. Ball game over as Vegas wins 4-1. to So uh, and the game goes under the 5.5, as I told you it would yesterday, and I told you you lay the run and a half, and I told you that you play the Vegas uh, after the first period as well. So, I mean, all the things that logically, for me anyway, I thought would occur, did occur. You know, Montreal, little, you know, a little slow to start. Vegas come out flying, grab the early lead. So if you hit the prop of who would score first, Vegas. If you hit the prop of Vegas minus a half a goal, first period, winner. If you hit Vegas on the, the straight money line, minus the 260, 280, winner. And then even if you laid a goal and a half uh, for a rare time this postseason, that was a winner. So I think Montreal put forth a better effort. I do think they're outclassed in this series. I, I think it's going to be a tough haul for them. They might be able to win one game. Um, you know, they actually you know, played fairly well for two periods, but Price didn't stand on his head. He needs to stand on his head in order for Montreal to win some of these games. So 4-1, uh, the uh, Golden Knights uh, get the goal and the win. Theodore scored for them. Uh, Jan Mark scored for them. Martinez scored for them. Holden scored for them. And uh, Cole Caulfield scoring for the Canadians on a power play. Flory with 28 saves. So his prop went over. Uh, Price with 26 saves. His prop, saves wise, went under. So 4 1 drawn first blood. Later on tonight, Islanders and uh, Tampa Bay. We'll get into that in a little bit. Baseball yesterday. Boy, it is amazing. I marked. What do we have? Six, uh, seven baseball streaks that are going on. Um, Yankees, two and seven last nine, five and 13 last 18. They were off last night, so no play. Texas lost 13 of 16. They were off last night, no play. Arizona had lost 19 straight road games, 15 by two runs or more. Got to play against Arizona, right? San Fran. San Fran wins 5-2. to two. Arizona's now lost 20 straight road games. 16 by two runs or more. I mean, that is amazing. You would be surprised how many baseball games are one-run games. There's a reason why the boys at FanDuel can put a line at 250 for a baseball game, but then make it pick them if you're willing to lay a run and a half. Because you'd be surprised how many of these things turn out to be one-run games. So the fact that Arizona's lost 20 straight road games is bad enough. But you throw in the fact that they've lost 16 of those 20 by two runs or more. That is just amazing. So that was the winner. 1-0 in our streaks. Baltimore, heading into last night's game against Cleveland, lost 15 straight road games. Indians win 4-3. Make it 16 now. Pittsburgh has lost 30 of 41. That's 11 and 30 over their last 41 games. They lose 3 to 2. That's a winner. Dodgers, 39 wins. 31 have come by two runs or more. Dodgers win last night, 3 to 1. That's a winner. The only one that was a loser, and now the Dodgers are obviously uh, 40 wins and 32 by two runs or more. 
The only one that was a loser, and this is almost not fair, Milwaukee had won nine of their last ten, but they were playing Cincinnati, which had won like eight of their last ten. So it was really two, you know, that's why I didn't even mark that down. I just realized it later on. But then I looked at Cincinnati's record. It's like, okay, that's why I didn't mark it down. So we'll 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 throw that out the window. Otherwise, you go against Arizona, winner. Go against Baltimore, winner. Go against Pittsburgh, winner. Go again, go on the Dodgers, winner four zero. At you know, I said you you get these streaks, and you get one two teams that go off on these little monster streaks. But you have five or six, seven here really. If you, if you don't want to count the Stankies, you know five and thirteen is not horrible, horrible. But Arizona, yes. Baltimore, yes. Texas, yes. Pittsburgh, yes. Colorado. Uh, which was at home last night. Go figure the Rocky team out, uh, and then the Dodgers. Those are that's six major, you know, winning slash losing streaks, and another night. I, I told you over the weekend. Out of those four or five teams, I think only the Dodgers lost Saturday night. That may have been the only one, uh, and that was against Texas. All the others, the streaks, all three and zero, three and zero, three and zero, and it continued again last night. And you know what we say here at Opposite Picks. Winners bet with streaks. Losers bet against streaks. Now take the thinking out of it. When you have monster runs like this, you don't get it very often in Major League Baseball. You really don't. All right, Opposite Picks continues on this Tuesday morning Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Taylor hits a towering fly ball. Back to the track. Back to the wall. There it goes. Home run, Chris Taylor. And it's 3-1 to one Dodgers. Check. And the Phillies down to their last out. It'll be up to Gene Segura, whose string of three-hit games ended tonight. Breaking ball strikes him out and ends the night. Dodgers take the opener with the Phillies. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, Dodgers do win it 3-1. to one. Again, now 40 wins, 32 by two runs or more. Just goes to show how good that Dodger team can be. Uh, amazing. As the streaks again yesterday went 4-1. and one. Our baseball plays for uh, yesterday... We didn't play all of them. I mean, we probably should have, but uh, I, I picked three out, and fortunately all three uh, ended up winning. Played San Francisco minus the one and a half against Arizona. We told you yesterday, winner. I uh, told you Cleveland versus Baltimore with those 15 straight road losses. Winner. And uh, gave you Washington minus 120 versus Pittsburgh. I didn't understand that line at all. I, I mean, Pittsburgh, I gave you the numbers on the Pirates, right? I mean, they are just brutal. And not that Washington is great, I get that, but, uh, you know, they are right around 500 at home, and they're better than the Pirates, who have been just god-awful. Eight straight losses now on top of all those other losses, and and the Washington, with John Lester on the hill, who's actually pitched fairly well, 
what was basically pick them at home. I've seen some weird lines in baseball this year. Some some just you know, really funky things going on in baseball. Another guy, by the way, yesterday got hit in the face. We I, I know they probably don't keep track of this stuff, but I'm telling you, this year, you know, in one aspect, Major League Baseball wants to, you know, crack down on this uh, pine tar stuff with the baseball and the foreign substance. And now they're saying that the four-letter network reported Jeff Passan, who never has any kind of stories whatsoever, right, uh, is saying that the MLB is going to issue a 10-day suspension with pay. Not a bad life if you can get it. Uh, for any pitcher that gets caught, you know, with foreign substances. Uh, does that mean the same thing for a catcher? I guess so, because to me, that that's who's going to have it now. It's not going to be the pitcher. It's going to be the catcher. The catcher's going to put it behind his shin guard, on his legs, on his socks, on his arm, on, you know, whatever the case may be. It's not going to be. The, they'll check the pitcher, and, and, you know, the catcher's the one that's going to be all greased up. So, you know, they're trying to crack down on this stuff. And on the other hand, you get the, these baseball pitchers that are just throwing all kind of wild stuff. So you, you don't want to you want to crack down on stuff that gives the pitcher more control and albeit, you know, uh, a better pitch. But then on the other hand, I mean, it's happening every single week. Chad Pinder last night for the Oakland A's, you know, got hit in the head, literally the head, not the face, but he, he spun around. And, you know, he was he spun around to the right, and actually the helmet kind of flipped off as he was spinning, and it hit him square in the back of the head. I mean, just right in the back of the head. Oh. And supposedly, you know, according to the team announced that he's not in concussion protocol. I don't know how that's possible. How do you get hit in the head by a 90-plus mile-an-hour fastball and you're not in a concussion protocol? What, are you kidding me? Wow. Um, so... That was the case. It's happening every week now. Every week we're seeing a guy. And that then they want to take away, again, the foreign substance. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I, I really I, I am amazed. So, anyway, yesterday we gave out those three winners uh, with uh, the um, Nationals, the Indians, and the Giants all winning. Cha-ching, cha-ching. So, we're 65 and 71, but for plus 1,030 bucks if you're a $100 player. And we'll give out today's plays uh, in hour number two. Uh, playing against the Stankies, they were off yesterday. Playing against the Red Sox, uh, they did beat Toronto 2-1. to one. Vlad Guerrero, though, with another home run. Hit one in the bottom of the or top of the ninth inning. Two out, nobody on. Red Sox leading at one nothing, And Guerrero hits home run number 22. Boy, you know, you can live the fantasy. Can you imagine that guy at Fenway Park? He hit home runs in all four games this series. With his swing and that left field wall, oh, my goodness. He would have a monster. Mon That's the type of player the Red Sox need. You know, they don't have any of those guys this year. They really don't. Uh, he, he, man, he would hit 70 home runs. But Red Sox score right at the bottom of the ninth inning, so they walk away with the win. So uh, betting against the Stanks, we're plus 525. Betting against the Red Sox, we're minus 50 now. So pretty much even on that one. No DeGrom, Harvey, Bueller. DeGrom worked out yesterday. They say he's going to be able to play. Uh, I haven't updated the bet on and bet against the Dodgers and Pirates here in a little while. So still keeping track. And still, believe it or not, <coughs> if you bet $100 on the Dodgers every uh, game, You'd still be down four hundred and twenty bucks with the vig and everything. You won hundred last night, obviously. Uh, you're forty and twenty six, and you're still down four hundred and twenty dollars. If you bet against the Dodgers every game, 
you're up 75 bucks according to my records. And, you know, vigs and lines are a little different here and there. So, uh, but that's that's what I have it uh, as betting on the Pirates and against the Pirates. If you bet against the Pirates after last night's loss, down one thousand ninety dollars. That is one where the public is cashing in. If you bet against the Pirates, you're up seven hundred and fifteen bucks. Not bad. Baseball plays yesterday. Home sweet home. Home teams last night went ten and three. Over unders, nearly all unders. Three nine and one. How about that? After having a couple of week run of overs, last week the overs went forty six thirty five and six. After going 49, 45, and 1 the week before. May still end up that way. We, we pointed this out on the weekend in game live shows, me and Joe Lisi. It's, it's kind of weird, but I tell you, it happens almost like every week, right on cue. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, games tend to go under. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they tend to go over. Why? No idea. Well, actually, I do. I think maybe because you have getaway day games on Thursday. And, and then on Saturday and Sunday afternoon baseball, and with the warmer weather now starting to come into play, balls are traveling a little bit farther. So, you, you know, that would explain why you might get some more overs on weekend day games and, and Thursday, uh, you know, getaway day games. But otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. You, you know, it's a fluke. Is it luck? I, I, don't, I don't know. But that's how it has worked out over the last uh, few weeks. So 10-3 and three for the home teams and 3-9-1 and one over-unders last night. NBA, you had the one favorite win. That was the Clippers in cover. He had the one favorite lose. That was the 76ers, and obviously not cover. Favorites are now, I, I this is amazing to me. Favorites are now 41 and 17. Against the spread, they're 37, 20, and 1. So you've had all but three favorites win the game and cover the spread. So if you just threw the spread, who's winning the basketball game? You would be, how many games are there? There's been uh, 68 games. You'd be 65-3. and three. Think about that. I used to have this argument with a caller when I was working over at the uh, the three-letter network. And he would say, well, you know, uh, as long as you just pick the winner of a game, you'll, you'll, you know, uh, you'll win. You know, don't worry about point spreads. If you just pick the winner of the game, then you will win way more times than you'll lose. And I used to say, uh, TP, you know, TP, you're making that sound easier than what it is. It's, it's not easy picking the winners of these games, though, whether there's a point spread involved or not. I mean, you know, that's why Vegas has Vegas, and that's why there's FanDuel. I mean, because you just can't – you make it sound like, okay, just pick a winner. Anybody could do that, and as long as you do that, then you'll win. But, yeah, okay, but it's not easy doing that. But that said, all the upset, all the underdog winners winning outright, and then the favorites winning and covering all but three – so if you just picked the winner of an NBA playoff game this year, you'd be 65-3. and three. Only three times did the favorite win and not cover. Remarkable. So 41-17. and 17. 17 games over 500 with the points. But that is pretty, you know, for uh, a league in which I think most people bet favorites, I think that's come back to earth here a little bit. I think people have gotten a little more sophisticated, but um, you know, the casual better will, will bet the favorites. I like betting the favorites for the most part as well. So, but you're 37 and 20 and one against the spread. That's pretty darn good. Over under 31 over 26 uh, unders with one push. After going one and one uh, last night, uh, NBA last night you had just the one game. Obviously, the favorite one. 
favorites, 36 and 29 with three pick'em games. Uh, the game went under, so you got 31 overs and 37 unders, and uh, no overtime. Gotten a little uh, dry spell here in the uh, the overtime games. Our shots on goal props from yesterday went uh, two and two. We were going under. Tyler Toffoli, Montreal, he actually had four shots on goal, so that was a loser. We went over on the Vegas guys. Marchesol, three. He only ended up with one. That was a loser. But uh, went over on Theodore, who was two and a half. He had three. That was a winner. And over on Petrangelo at two and a half, he had seven. So that was a winner. So we split our uh, our plays two and two from that standpoint. Opposite picks yesterday. Let us see how we did, shall we? We had the Atlanta Hawks. Winner. Let me just mark this down. We had the uh, Utah Jazz uh, loser, as we did give out the Clippers. We had uh, Montreal plus 250, Love Vegas. That was a loser. We had Pittsburgh even in baseball. That was a loser. <clears throat> and then we had Arizona and baseball as well. That was a loser. So rough start to the week, uh, one and four. I kind of figured that with these baseball trends. You could, uh, I'm telling you, you could make a lot of money now. If you got the, the wherewithal to bet the uh, big numbers, that's the one thing about baseball. <clears throat> you know, you got to lay a lot of wood. You know, San Fran's a two to one favorite. Um, you know, some of these others are, are close to two to one. And that takes a lot of, uh, you know, what to be able to do that. So, our six club parlay, hence we recap in case you missed it yesterday, we did clinch two over the weekend. So we won 2200 on one. We won 2800 on the other. We brought up our overall numbers to uh, close to 7000 So where do we stand now? Well, uh, yesterday we gave you we, – yeah, we had a little fun. We picked the wrong one, son of a gun. I knew either the Hawks or Jazz were going to win. I, I, I thought one of those two. And I said, you know, I got Utah best record in the NBA. They played like crap in game three. They got to have a bounce back. Not a big fan of the Clippers, rooting against them. Uh, I, I thought Philadelphia would kind of put a stranglehold on that series. I thought the end was there for the uh, the Hawks. So I did consider Atlanta as the home team especially, but we got better odds with the Jazz. So we took the Jazz plus 172. Fudge. Loser. So, But we only did that as a half a play. So our winnings are now $6,813. We're 5-36, and 36, but uh, we're still over 6800 on a winner. Our other one, we put San Francisco in with after Milwaukee won on Sunday. We put the Giants in last night. That was the winner. So now we're 2-0 and on uh, Six Club Open Parlay number 41, if you're following suit. Let me erase the Utah Jazz. Um, and we're 2-0 and on the other one. Where are we going to go on that one, you ask? Not sure yet. Uh, let's uh, we'll get to hour number two. Lines come out. Uh, we'll evaluate that a little bit more. But, boy, we got a lot to consider, a lot. We, with all those trends, uh, with all those streaks going on in Major League Baseball, as we spoke about, that's, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. We, we can go against the Stanks. We can go against Arizona. 20 straight road losses. That is just, you know, I tell you, the other thing that's amazing is Colorado. I do want to get to one more thing. Colorado won yesterday. So what? Well, they may set the record. They may, and when everything is said and done, they may set a major league record this season. What is it? I'll tell you when we come back. Opposite pick, Sports Good Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Let's check out the uh, poll question as we, before we close out hour number two. Then we'll get to our Rockies notes. Uh, we posted one earlier today. Best chance of happening. Nets winning, Hawks winning, Jazz winning, Islanders winning their respective series. Uh, so far, it is the Utah Jazz winning their respective series over the L.A. Clippers, getting 50% of the vote. Uh, Nets getting 33% of the vote. And uh, Hawks winning and Islanders winning get uh, just over 8% of the vote. Go to your opposite picks feed, get your vote in, and uh, we'll update that uh, a couple of more times before we are through. Yeah, baseball-wise, the Colorado Rockies, I don't know what the record is. I'd have to see. But they are actually 21-14 and 14 at home, seven games over 500. That's the same record as the San Diego Padres. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty, you know, it's a halfway decent mark. Not great, but, you know, that's a pretty solid mark. On the road, they're 5-27. and 5-27. and 27. That is a 29-game swing, which over the course of 162 games isn't that that crazy, but we played 67 games, or at least the, the Rockies have. When you have a nearly 30-game difference, you know, 22 under on the road versus 7 over at home, 29 games through only 67. I mean, how do you explain that? I, I Every time I'm on in-game live with someone, you know, I, I ask them that quick. I mean, how do you explain that? And and there's really no answer. You know, you're more comfortable at home and this and that. I get that. But it's not like the Rockies are playing at home and the team they're playing is playing on the road. You know, they're both playing in Colorado. How could you be seven games over 500 at home, but 22 under? By far, not even close, the worst record, road record in Major League Baseball with five wins. The next worst is Arizona with nine wins. And the Rockies won again last night, you know, and and beat the Padres. I, I, I just, I can't figure it out. I mean, wow. It's a good thing, actually, because it's keeping their road lines down where you can managely be betting against them. Keep winning at home, Colorado. Keep losing on the road. More coming up.